Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 241, for Wednesday, December 31st, 2014. This is the BGG Page Views edition. Watch out for the Battle of Five Armies, which has spent numerous weeks just outside of the top ten, though it has only charted once back in December of 2012 when it was first announced. It's number 11 again this week, missing by less than a thousand. Down five spots to number 10, Eldritch Horror, Mountains of Madness, by Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games at 15,397. That's down 22% from last week, and I'm sure it'll be right out of the top 10 next week, which is pretty common for expansions. Down two spots to number nine, Android Netrunner, by Richard Garfield and Lucas Litzinger, published by Fantasy Flight Games, at 15,611. That's down 1,700 views, right on 10%, and the gap between it and Eldritch Horror's expansion is only 214. And the gap up to the number eight game is only 377. That number eight game, climbing one spot from number nine, is Seven Wonders, by Antoine Boza, published by Repos Production. A slight decrease from last week. The first of our two debuts is at number seven, Pirates of the Spanish Main, by James Ernest, Michael Mulvihill, and Mike Selenker, published by WizKids at 16,700 views. This is a 2004 release, initially, it was originally released then, dubbed a constructible strategy game. It's a one-shot appearance here on the top ten because a fan posted a slew of fantastic detailed pictures of his collection and that got a lot of attention. The highest debut, the highest of the two, at number six, Spyfall by Alexander Ushan, published by Hobby World with 17,702 views almost double what it had last week, and it's been in the top 25 uh, riding there since BGGCon, would have had a lot of attention. It's a conversation-slash-deduction party game that has had some attention all along. As I mentioned, not entirely sure why it's boosted so much now. I do know that it received a lot of attention on the year-end Dice Tower show, but I don't know if that necessarily generates enough attention uh, to be able to have this kind of boost. Maybe it does. After two weeks at number eight, climbing three spots to number five is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games at 17,857 views, 155 more than Spyfall. That's a 6% increase. Climbing two spots to number four in its 30th week on the countdown, Dead of Winter, by Isaac Vega and Jonathan Gilmore, published by Plaid Hat Games, at 18,800 views, a 4% gain, and number 4 is its highest position since it was number 3 at the end of November, and after being in lockstep with Netrunner for four weeks running, it's finally detached itself. It climbs two spots. Netrunner lost two spots this week. After two weeks at number two, sliding back to number three is Shadows of Brimstone by Jason C. Hill, published by Flying Frog Productions at 21,000 views. A very tiny gain, so very consistent, 
is up 116 views, or 0.6% from last week. And it's worth noting, I always just call it Shadows of Brimstone. Technically, these numbers are for City of the Ancients, which is one of the two base sets for the game. The other one is called Swamps of Death, and it has never had any kind of real attention. But over the last couple of days, it is also now charting on the daily hotness. So I'm going to have to monitor that and see how I should be splitting my attention between those two games, or maybe they'll both show up in the top ten. After two weeks at number three, climbing one more spot to number two is Terra Mystica by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, at 22,000 views. That's a 5.5% increase, meaning it's the eighth week out of the last nine that it has gained. This is the most ever views that Terra Mystica has had in a week, which is remarkable because, of course, the game is over two years old. It also is the highest ever position that it has seen in the chart. It spent four weeks at number two back in May and June of 2013. But at number one for the third consecutive week is Star Wars Imperial Assault by Corey Kaneska, Justin Kempinen, and Jonathan Ying, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 57,169 views. That is a 10% drop, but that 10% drop is only half of the drop that Marvel Dice Masters, the game that previously had the most page views in a week, had in its second week. So the gap between Imperial Assault's peak and Dice Master's peak was 631 views. The gap between their second best performances is 7,000 plus. Imperial Assault, actually with this mark, has the third most views ever, just behind number two, which was Marvel Dice Masters, and number one, which was Imperial Assault's performance last week. And it puts it just ahead of Pathfinder, which rounds out the top five with its top two weeks. Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Rise of the Rune Lords, was the game that finally ended Netrunner's 37-week run at the top in the middle of last year, right after Gen Con. Its second week at the top, much like Imperial Assault, it had a very good week to claim the top position and then a spike in its second week at the top was just a touch lower than Imperial Assault's third week. Now, the gap was 722 between those two games. It then had a more modest decline of only about 6 or 7% into its second best week. So with a 10% drop by Imperial Assault, I think it's unlikely that it will beat out Pathfinder's second best game uh, week, just like it beat out its first week. We'll have to see of course. The top 10 games now for the most page views in a week now consist of only three different games. Imperial Assault claims its third spot, Pathfinder had three spots, and Dice Masters has four. I expect that Imperial Assault will grab its fourth position in the top 10 next week, booting out Dice Masters' fourth week. All right, that was a lot of numbers. Uh, one other thing, it was only the seventh game ever, uh, Imperial Assault, to have three straight weeks at the top. A couple of announcements. Of course, uh, bear in mind I have a website, which is boardgametop10s.com, which 
I know sadly needs some attention. I expect I wanted it to be the repository. I just haven't had time. Been too busy running a Star Realms League on BGG. That's probably where the problem is coming in. Uh, but uh, you can go there and take a look. At least it would be notified when a new episode posts. When I began that website, when I joined the Dice Tower Network six months ago, I de- developed a new RSS feed. And so at this point, probably everybody who has been subscribed, I don't know how other podcatchers work, but I know with iTunes, it, it figures out eventually where the new feed is coming from. Uh, but if you haven't, uh, go and find that new RSS feed. Uh, you can find it at the website because I'm going to stop updating the old one. I'm just tired of uploading the f- same files twice. We have hit the end of the year, and I like to do some look-backs over the preceding year, just like everybody else. So, of course, tomorrow is January 1st, so there's always the first day of each quarter. I do a top 10, the Board Game Geek top 10, the actual top 10 games. And so I'll be looking at that tomorrow. On Saturday, the 3rd, I was doing it on Fridays. Saturdays, I think, works better to do the Kickstarter top 10. That'll be for the month of December. And then there are three special year-end countdowns I'm going to do I can't guarantee when they're going to be fit in, but hopefully over the next week or so, I'll do the Board Game Geek Top 100 and compare that to where everything was last year. I will do the Top 100 in page views, and then I will also do the Top 10 Kickstarter games of 2014. And then I would expect to see over the course of the next few weeks uh, probably some more data coming from GTS Distribution and ICV2 regarding their sales figures for things in the last quarter. This is the last episode of Board Game Top 10s for the year, and it is for Wednesday, December 31st, 2014.